Hello, what's up guys? I hope you're all doing well. You are listening to episode five of Sticky Rice and this week's episode is a real treat because I had a chat with ocean and surf photographer Megan Hemsworth. Now she's an amazing talent and just an overall great person and we had a really interesting talk about her professional and creative journey and we touched on a number of things including her experience studying photography at university what some of her challenges are with her photography career, what her sources of inspiration are and how she approaches a shoot in the surf when working with a brand or an individual client. Now, if you'd like to check out more of her work, head over to her website at meganhemsworth.com or at meganhemsworth on Instagram. So without further ado, onto the show. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, Megan. Oh, well, I really appreciate it. It was like really, really lovely to have you message. So, oh, no, that's really kind. We had a few technical difficulties um, with the email, but we oh, managed to. Uh, I don't even know what so. happened there. Yeah, strange, <laughs> strange times. But now it's all good. It's all good. How has the last sort of month been for you? Because just before we jumped on this, um, this call, you said that you were doing a photo shoot. Yeah, well, um, this afternoon I was just doing some flat lays of some products I still had at home for a client I worked for over a month ago. Um, right. But it just turned out that they needed some flat lays and I still had the stock. So I just have been playing around with those this afternoon. That's awesome. Um, it's really good to still to still have work at this time, isn't it? It is, but I'm not going to lie. There hasn't been much. <laughs> That's pretty much mm. it. Um, yeah, and, and it's strange because this lockdown period does afford us time to kind of self-reflect and just evaluate what we're doing and where we want to go personally and career-wise as well. So maybe you could touch on a little bit about what you've been doing during the last month and and how you've been feeling. Yeah, sure. So the last month, um, mainly taking time for myself to really evaluate where my business is going and just put some plans in place to promote my business. You know, I think once you're given this massive extent of time you can suddenly start to see maybe areas to improve upon or refocus your mind down a path of work you want to go down um but also I've just been loving this time to just shoot differently you know I never am normally landlocked for quite so long um so I've really loved taking my camera on walks and photographing you know the nature around me instead of always relying on a beachscape to provide me with um the photos so yeah it's been really a really great great month of creativity yeah that's awesome and maybe you could tell us a little bit about your younger years were were you always creative and um how did that go on to lead into a a career in, in surf photography yeah so it's funny because i mean as a child and you know at, at school I you, I don't think people really teach um, the prospect that you can work in the creative sector I think it's always kept in the dark especially at secondary school for me anyway um, so I mean I took art textiles photography all of it just loving it but never thinking it could be a career and I remember I can remember the day that we found the course fashion photography and I just thought oh my word how is this actually a degree and the university that I I went to was Falmouth which was based by the sea which seemed perfect considering I'd spent 
my A-level focusing on the water in, within my photography. Um, so, so yes, did university, loved the process, came out the other end really eager to try and um, get straight into the industry. And it did take about a year of working part-time, still within the photography business, but it wasn't for working for myself. And then after a year of, you know, getting myself to that point, I'm now a full-time freelance. So yeah, I've always, always been grateful that I have been able to work within a creative, you know, a creative area of work. I feel very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And you know, it's funny what you were saying about school, not pushing, um, the creative subjects yeah. as a potential career path because for me i remember art and music were just lessons where everyone could just doss off switch exactly. off not take seriously exactly. and just behave badly without yeah. any consequences because the art teachers were, were kind of just resigned to the fact that the students perceive their lessons in that way which is kind of sad oh, but horrible. um yeah, yeah, but I can totally relate. Yeah, yeah, I can totally relate to what to what you were saying. And you, you touched on your experience at university. Yeah. And as someone that didn't study photography at uni, I did something completely different. I went down the sciences route. So now that I'm in photography sort of later in life, I'm really curious, how well did university equip you for a career in photography? So... I mean, the most valuable lessons I've learned from my degree is knowing, well, first of all, you're given time to push yourself creatively down any path you feel. You know, you've got three years to just shoot, shoot, shoot anything that inspires you, give it a go. And all of that time is a learning process where clients aren't relying on an outcome or, you know, the the person you're shooting for is yourself. And that that time of learning my camera inside out and learning different lenses with all the equipment that's there is so valuable, but also approaching, uh, you know, learning how to approach clients and, you know, make email pitches. I think with approaching the businesses, we were, you know, taught to really dive behind the scenes and maybe find different ways of getting a hold of the contact you're after, you know? So if there's a brand you love, maybe find their agency that works for that brand or um if you have a photographer whose style you love maybe you could assist him or maybe even assist his assistant you know um right even if you're not directly at your end goal if you're working within an area that's to do with it maybe uh you know maybe for example a fashion week if you are photographing behind the scenes for a hair and makeup artist you're in the environment where you're going to find connections to shoot something closer to what you want, which could be catwalk photography, you know? Um, that is such good advice, yeah. So yeah, no, no string is wrong. You know, I, you could pick any sector that slowly feeds into your goal and you're definitely going to find contacts that will help you down the line. And uni just provided a nice um, platform for slowly taking your time to build up relationships with different people. I never thought that's what a degree in photography taught students. So that's really interesting, yeah. actually, because I thought it was all about just sort of learning your way around the technicalities of shooting of and how yeah. the studio works. So, yeah, it's quite encouraging to yeah. know that you and could I'm, learn business generation and how to generate contacts, etc. Definitely. And 
of course the basic the you know the baseline of the degree is let's learn this kit this week you know you're constantly growing your technical range of um equipment you can use but you have the business angle there as well which is really valuable so you went to university and you did fashion photography um but the work that you predominantly do now is surf photography and being based in Cornwall, that, that obviously makes sense. But you do work for um, certain brands such as Roxy. Now, what would you say are your ideal conditions for a good surf shooting session? Conditions wise, it's funny because it's not necessarily all about the wave for me. As you can imagine, as a photographer, things like colour, reflections on the water, all of that sort of more planned technical side I find really exciting so if I'll see a forecast for maybe clear skies or hints of cloud and I know that the sun you know I'll be planning where the sun will be rising and falling around the coastline it's matching that sort of condition up so weather really is my favorite is my favorite conditions to match and then the wave if it's clean then perfect that can it couldn't be better and I'm not after a massive raging sea I really would much rather just a nice comfortable wave with a group of friends but yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not after I'm not really an adrenaline seeker I'm not looking to push my safety I'm more looking for color palettes and different areas in Cornwall that line up with the sun when it falls like <clears throat> stuff like that yeah I, I couldn't agree more actually because having a really good wave is almost just like a bonus yeah, exactly. Because there's the, the scope for shooting so many other cool things like lifestyle photography, yeah. the water, the weather, the colors of the sky. It, I mean, that in and of itself, you can produce so many cool images oh, exactly. know, just using those elements and having yeah. a really good wave and being in the right spot is just is just a bonus. Um, and you know what? Like maybe maybe I, I guess I would brand myself as a surf photographer obviously there's other areas as well but if you look at my portfolio very few are actually a surfer on a really good wave like there's so many crops and um, different perspectives that maybe isn't the very plain head-on surfing shot it could you might not even have the board in it but you can tell someone surfing and yeah there's lots of potential. no matter what that wave's doing you can do a lot with photos yeah, absolutely. And um, my personal favorite of mine is, is shooting longboarders because the aesthetic of of uh, someone on a longboard and a sort of medium to smaller size wave is yeah. just it's so like cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's just like like a ballet or something. It's funny. I actually did ballet when I was younger, so maybe that's another reason why I'm drawn ah. to that sort of stylized, more slow and elegant way of surfing and Wow, I, I didn't know that. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's it funny. Quite, uh, quite the tall, lanky child in the class. But, <laughs> <laughs> but hey ho! But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I definitely respect you know longboarding and shortboarding together, but I'll always gravitate more towards longboarding. I just think there's more more scope for what I'm after as a photographer. And how do you promote yourself? And your work? Do you use social media? Um, yeah. I know you've got a website there as well. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, at the end of uni, we were, well, at the beginning of uni, we were prompted to all create a website as a great base platform. Um, we didn't really touch much on social media, but I started my Instagram account towards the end of my degree. I did not realize at all at the time how powerful it is as a tool for work. 
Instagram definitely at the beginning was my main platform of reaching clients, reaching people. Um, I tried to post regularly and, you know, it's things like replying to people, commenting and putting your creative work out there. It created a lot of interest for me, which was great. And then my website um, is a nice, like just like a face of my brand, if that makes sense. It doesn't have to have a load of work on there, but it's just like the foundations really. Um, but, yeah, but yeah absolutely it's, it's um it's like just building a portfolio and, and yep. just exhibiting your work the best way you can using all the social media outlets exactly um to your own advantage you know mm-hmm. exactly and and you know like on instagram is there are many ways of reaching a lot of people um and it's just tapping into those those platforms at the start to help you get uh an interest and another tip from uni which i guess would be good to share as well is to make sure that as a photographer, whether you're starting out or maybe you have an Instagram account already, but you're wondering why work's coming to you that's not the theme you're after. And that's making sure that your account is putting out to people the work you want to, to get, you know? So I only put out surf photography. And although that's the majority of my work now, that's fine. But back at the beginning, I used to get lots of different types of photography but i'd only put the surf photography out there if i made that make sense yeah no absolutely um what about things like linkedin and some of the more recent social media platforms like tiktok do you Mm -hmm. use any of those i don't i actually oh how long ago it was in my last job so that's maybe what a month and a half ago however long we've been in this um lockdown (laughs) Uh, it was on that job that I realized TikTok was even a thing. Um, I feel like that's owned by the younger generation, so I don't really go near it. Um, although I'm sure it's a probably a lot like Instagram. Um, but I certainly stay within Instagram, Facebook most recently, and my website. And that's all I keep it to. Cool. And when there are periods of time when maybe you... Um don't have as many clients as you would like do you then actively reach out to potential clients that you would like to work for what what are some of the strategies um, that you use during that time period to generate to generate work yeah so i um, mean i guess times like now is a perfect example you're faced with mm. people rescheduling to maybe next year or having to cancel because they can't well none of us can get together it's just important to, again, focus in on yourself and your brand and work out who your desired clients are, set up, really thought about um, the pitch emails and just tell brands what can you give them, like really sell sell your work. And I haven't actually had to do it at all, really, which I've been quite lucky about. Um, but now is a is a chance and a time for me to reach out to people. Um, so I think just naturally the sort of the way my business went from starting it, there has always been a, an interest in booking. So I haven't needed to, but it, it's definitely a huge tool that I know friends use and it works really well. If you, you can tell a client what you're going to give them and why they should want you. It's a bit like a X Factor audition, I guess. <laughs> mm. <laughs> do you remember your first paid gig? I do. I do. I, I actually had to think about it. It's, um, I was at school and I look back at it and I, I, I can't believe I did it, but I shot a wedding for £50. 
Wow. <laughs> I just, that sounds like a deal. I mean, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, they want to yeah. pay me. This is amazing. And I yeah, was, yeah. well, however old I was at school. And it was, I mean, I think it was good I was young, really, because I wasn't scared about the thought of doing a wedding. If I thought about, if I thought about me doing a wedding now, back then, I would have been really nervous. But no, um, I did it. And I still couldn't believe I got £50. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> so. <laughs> how did you get that job do you remember that um that was just word of mouth I think I definitely made it apparent at school that I was like the camera person the one that photographed all the events and all the shows and because you know <laughs> eventually I would love to have some paid gigs myself yeah. but I can imagine how nervous I would feel the first time it does happen yeah um when you started to do more commercial shoots, did you find you became more comfortable just with that environment of having a model, um, having a brief for the kind of work that the client wants? Um, do you feel less nervous now? Like, What's your mindset as you approach a photo shoot? Um, I think I, I actually don't really get nervous. Even, yeah, at no point, I, I definitely haven't had to fight or worry with nerves because I just get so excited in such a geeky mindset about yeah like you know if, if a big job's coming I'll spend days beforehand planning every angle that I'm desperate to shoot from you know so wow, if I know that's my interesting lady, yeah so it's a good tip really if you, google maps will become your best friend as if if you know the location you're going to shoot maybe you've already been there maybe you need to scout it the week before or whatever yeah is find all of the I mean f for me personally this is at a beach I'll I'll look at the edges that the cliffs are making or maybe find caves or whatever I want to use to my advantage on the day um and yeah that excitement of oh my god the sunset's gonna fall exactly between these two cliffs like things like that just get me so excited so and do, yeah do you do you work with mood boards at all is that something that you, uh, that you work with not mood boards no i um i love again google maps i'll screenshot and draw all over it um on my phone right. with little plans okay. of where i'll shoot um i've got an app that i it literally shows you the angle of where the sun will be at what time of the day and then i can work out shadows and things like that so i love to do that but then um inspiration wise uh let's say say I was using Instagram if I, I I draw a lot of inspiration from film photographers and although not every job sadly can be shot on film um it certainly drives my inspiration so you know if you're just hashtagging a type of film maybe or a film camera yeah the outcomes even if it's a cityscape and I'm drawing inspiration from it maybe from how the light falls on a building it, it mm -hmm. you can draw it from many different forms yeah, we'll, we'll touch on um, that in a bit, you know, your sources of inspiration, etc. Yeah. Um, but for now, I'm quite curious to know what are some of the challenges that you face as a photographer? Because I can imagine, depending on what stage you are in your career, that particular stage is going to bring a whole you know, set of different challenges. So, for example, I'm starting out. So my main challenge is, first of all, just building a portfolio. Um, getting my work out there and then eventually it would be generating clients so yeah. I was wondering given the stage that you're in um, you're at in your career what are some of the challenges that 
you're facing, for creatively speaking, and from a, a business perspective. Right, got you. So, um, I guess a big tip for myself, which is just something I, I think I'll always do, is I worry. So there's always that stress and worry that work will dry up, and it. Mm-hmm. I think that worry has been in my mind from the day dot, and I, it obviously with the pandemic happening fair enough we can't work that fear has hit me very hard but it's it's fine you know even now when we physically can't work it's not that scary so I think just learning that it will be fine and work does come and it does come like there's definitely moments you can convince yourself it's stopped and that just is the biggest load of rubbish just don't don't ever believe yourself if you think you've ran out of steam you know that's not the case yeah um but uh other challenges i've got a few others is um i think teaching yourself like i didn't do any business research uh obviously the university helped a lot um but we didn't really cover much things you know the business side is in numbers and making sure you're making a profit and what do you price yourself at which is always the hardest thing um starting out is what do you price yourself at so there's that kind of challenge is knowing okay I haven't learned business so does that mean I'm doing it wrong or is there something I've missed and it's really important as well to remember that it's not a weakness to ask for help you know if I don't know I kind of hold I'm one of those people that likes to do it all myself and I don't reach out for help when actually it's the one thing I probably should do if there's areas I'm stuck on um so yeah those are definitely two other challenges and then another challenge which is totally separate and just a very current challenge which I don't know how I've got myself there is managing my social media inbox <laughs> because I always do you get a lot do you, oh do you get a lot of muppets like me trying to reach out no not you <laughs> even, I, I do honestly feel like thank god I read your message though because yeah and it also makes me think, oh my God, what have I missed? Because over the last maybe three months, I've just let it, I've let it slip. And I always, I definitely want to get back to everybody. I just find it overwhelming. <laughs> just like, it's almost become a scary thing to enter into my inbox. Um, so that's <laughs> a challenge that I need to face at some point is getting back to people on Instagram. So as you um, approach a photo shoot session for a brand or or for private clients whoever it is do you have very clear visions in your mind of what kind of pictures you want to shoot so sometimes if i'm shooting a friend or someone's portrait i've i'm very specific to the point where i could even just draw it out to exactly Uh, like how they want to pose yeah and and if i if i hit that um expectation that i've kind of jumped up in my mind i'm i'm really satisfied with that but also there are shots that i take that i kind of i just do on the fly and i think "Ah, that's gonna be shit but then i get them developed i have a look at them and they turn out to be one of my favorite photographs so totally agree maybe yeah maybe you could touch on um you know how you approach it in terms of do, do you take them on the fly or are you very specific with how you want your models um so it's such a good question because I think there there certainly isn't a right or wrong but for me um I'll I'll guess let's call them the safe shots uh which would be like your drawn out planned photos 
um, there'll be, I don't know, maybe there'll be two or three images that I'm just desperate to get because I know it's an outcome that could happen in this specific location with this certain model and clothing and whatever. Um, so there'll be that shot. And one, like you say, once you've got it, it's almost like, oh, you can relax. Cool. I've got the safe shot in the bag and then let's go with the flow. Um, ah, okay. And I let's say, just to make it easy, let's say I'm doing an hour shoot. Let's say it takes the first 10, 15 minutes to get that shot I had in my head. And then you've got 45 minutes to play. And just like you've said, which is funny that we're matching here, it's the shoots you don't, the shots you don't plan are always the ones as well for me that I fall in love with the most. Um, and it might be because it's blurry. It might be because a double exposure didn't work, but it actually worked because it didn't work, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, a str- it's a strange phenomenon, isn't it? How sometimes your best shots are the ones that you don't plan for and the ones yeah. you think at the time aren't going to work very well. Yeah. Well, I think it's that letting go, you know, like you've done what you, once you've got those images that you just desperately need for peace of mind, suddenly that door is probably opened inside you where you're not scared to push the boundaries then because you've you've already got what you needed at the beginning. That is such a good point. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself, actually. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, where do you get your inspiration from uh, or who inspires you now? Because for me, I get a lot of inspiration from photographers, obviously, but also people outside of the industry. I'm massively inspired by comedians, uh, fashion designers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's, it's because can come from anywhere though, can't it? It it really can. Yeah. So, so maybe you can touch on a little bit about sources of inspiration for yourself. Um, I think I, I have a real love for like the sixties and seventies. And although it maybe doesn't show very clearly through my work, there's colors there that I adore, like the oranges and deep reds and the florals and the positivity and all that stuff. I've, that will always be a deep root of inspiration. Um, Photographer wise, since the start, I've followed a woman from Australia um, called Ming Nom Chong, pronounce it correctly. And wow. her work's beautiful, shoots a lot on film, of course, and um, just has a real tone to her work that I love. And I can always, always know that if I go to her page, I'll get excited and ideas will start flowing, you know, for me. Is, uh, is she a fashion photographer or surf photographer? Yes. Yeah, so she, when I first found her, which was way before I was full-time freelance, I think I found her maybe even in first year of uni, uh, she was mainly water-based but has gone completely through this lovely um journey and is now fashion photographer but yeah even seeing her grow again is inspiring in itself just to know that work will our work will always change and my path might change and um, wow that's that's really interesting how do you how do you spell her name i'll make a note so of it's, that. it's m-i-n-g yep and then second name n-o-m yeah. C H O N G. Because uh, she sounds like <laughs> someone who's taken. <laughs> she oh. she sounds like someone who's taken a path that I'm probably gonna take. Oh, you will like, honestly of... you'll fall in love with her work. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's her weird. work sounds amazing. Her work sounds yeah. amazing. Based uh, Some of the traps that I fall into is um, looking at other people's work 
and I think on a subconscious level, wanting to just replicate it. But yeah. something that I, I kind of need to work on myself is just staying true to my own unique yeah. style. That's it's why I sure. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Well, I was just going to say, you know, we we're surrounded, and I know you and I have spoken about this before, but yeah, we're surrounded by photographers and photographs, and Instagram is flooded with work and you know people are really enjoying photos right now which is brilliant but it is also it's also it could be a block because like we say we want to be constantly being unique and pushing our own creative flair without being too heavily influenced yeah so it's definitely a like balance beam how much time have I actually given myself to think organically as a photographer instead of constantly like I'm going to try this a little bit different try and get out of I'm going to try this a little bit different and I want to try this and I have never seen it you know Mm -hmm. yeah in fact I think one of the things that I might start implementing is maybe taking one day a week away from social media so yeah you know take a week away from it take a month away from it I know I know um because yeah it can be quite overwhelming seeing so many just visual stimuli on also you don't um, want to you don't want to scare yourself or feel like a tiny fish in a massive pond you know if you say so true it's so easy to be well for me anyway i find it really easy if i dive too far into instagram to suddenly feel insignificant and why do i bother there's so much out there already but there's no one has your creativity no one has your eye and you keep that's your true. work the- out there there's always going to be someone who appreciates and loves it yeah yeah that, that's a good point um what are some of the brands out there that you would love to work for or future clients uh well I've always I've already worked luckily with my favorite brand which was Roxy um but what I'd love to see is more more brands like that wanting to use Cornwall as a location um so you know even you know any surf lifestyle you know we've got the bigger ones like Billabong and Roxy and I'll always admire them because it's what it's what kick-started my even awareness of surf lifestyle um but I think I don't really aspire to work with specific clients I just do you know what I mean a, a local a local jewelry brand for example is just as exciting as a big brand as long as mm-hmm. you're doing something creatively like I could be shooting Roxy in a studio on a white background that's hardly as satisfying as being on a beach with a new up-and-coming company that maybe is your neighbor but you're creating awesome photos to me that one would be more valuable because I want to create something fun and unique you know yeah and you touched on something really interesting there because um, collaboration can often lead to some really good art creation and photographs so you know collaborating with brands smaller brands or individuals i can imagine would be uh, really good fun and could produce a lot of good work let's talk a little bit about your your gear what talk us through the camera that you've got and the housing etc because when i first started surf photography i actually was shooting um a sony a7 II, if i'm not mistaken and i had invested massively in um uh, liquid eye housing and nice. yeah I, I had a few shooting sessions with that setup 
in Australia, but subsequently sold all of it because I just didn't feel that comfortable shooting with all of that gear in the water. And I wasn't I got you. that impressed with the shots that I was taking. And maybe that's just a lack of patience on my, on my half, but yeah. I ended up just transitioning right back to using film in the water and shooting with the Nikonis camera. So um, tell us a little bit about your setup and what you yeah. like about the gear that you use and maybe, cause I know you like to experiment with film as well. Massively. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, I have, so I shoot, most of my work with my Nikon, which is Nikon D810 in an Aquatech housing. And I'll always shoot commissioned work on that. The film camera work, like we said, with the Nikonos or any other any other kind of film camera that's waterproof. Um, I'll always be pushing for creative shots. Maybe, maybe I will take it alongside a paid job, um, but I'd never rely on it. But I certainly enjoy the outcome of film way more than digital. But yeah, I'm loving my Nikon R. Sadly, it's not working at the current moment, but um, it's a great, a great, like you said, smaller version um, of being a surf photographer. You know, it's a lot more discreet and the outcome is beautiful. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to swim with. And yeah, yeah I, I can imagine it would be so hard to do like an advertising campaign for a client with that mm. because... It's so it's unpredictable as it is already shooting in the water, but then to add a film camera in the mix, not knowing how your shots are, are looking, not having that immediate feedback. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> right, I can, it, go go ahead. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's. I wish I could rely on it, you know, and maybe there will come a point where I would fully rely on it. Um, but if there's a shoot that I'm just super excited about aesthetically then I'll definitely bring the film camera because I always think it captures something even more remarkable than a digital can but yeah with setups I think if someone's starting out and they only have um you know like a small like I've got a film camera that's watertight it was cost me seven pounds it still creates lovely shots and there's no reason why you couldn't start with that you know you don't have to jump into a Nikonos um or even an get yourself a massive housing you can start really cheap and go from there definitely definitely megan we're coming towards the end of the interview now but before i let you go there's something that i actually want to try with you which is just a quick fire round yeah how does that sound go for it (laughs) cool so basically i will just read out two options or something and you just have to tell me your uh favorite one or which one you prefer oh it's cool okay yeah okay so we'll start off with something easy tea or coffee oh coffee film or digital film sticky rice or normal rice sticky rice (laughs) i love it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) photography or surfing photography black and white or color color in the water shoots or on the beach in water uh five-star holiday or a camper van road trip oh oh uh (laughs) camper van road trip it's way more private nice (laughs) (laughs) um and custard cream or a chocolate cookie oh chocolate cookie oh controversial i I love a custard cream myself (laughs) do you know what i just discovered recently is a chocolate digestive with chocolate biscuit so it was like wow a chocolate biscuit base with chocolate digest. Oh, oh. 
Oh, I had no idea me. they even existed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Megan, thank you so much for doing this with me. No, I really thank you appreciate for having it. me. No, you're more than welcome. Um, where can people find out a bit more about yourself? What's your website and your Instagram? Cool. So Instagram is at Megan Hemsworth and my website is www.meganhemsworth.com. Um, yeah, that's where okay. you find me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. All right. Bye then. Bye. Bye.